Hey guys, it's me, Ishita, and today we're going to be starting with the first chapter of Daniel, the champion of the world. The name of the chapter is The Filling Station, so now let's get started. When I was four months old, my mother died suddenly, and my father was to look all after my myself. This is how I looked at that time. I had no brother or sister. So all through my boyhood, from age of four onward, there were just two of us, my father and me. We lived in an old gypsy caravan behind a filling station. My father owned the filling station and the caravan in a small field behind. But that was all he owned in the world. It was a very small filling station on a small country road surrounded by fields and woody hills. While I was still a baby, my father washed me and fed me and changed my nappies and did all the millions of other things a mother normally does for her child. This is not an easy task for a man, especially when he has to earn his living at the same time by repairing motor car engines and serving customers with petrol. But my father didn't seem to mind. I think that all the love he had felt for my mother when she was alive, he had now lavished upon me. During my early years, I never had a moment's unhappiness or illness, and here I am on my fifth birthday. I was now as a scruffy little boy as you can see, with grease and oil all over me, but that was I spent all day in the workshop helping my father with the cars. The filling station itself had two pumps. There was a wooden shed behind the pumps that served as an office. There was nothing in the office except an old table and a cash register to put the money into. It was one of those where you pressed a button and a bell rang and the drawer shut out with a terrific bang. I used to love that. Father, the, f- the square brick building to the right to the office was the workshop. My father built that himself with loving care, and that was the only real solid thing in the place. We are engineers, you and I, he used to say to me. We earn our living by repairing engines, and we can't do good work in a rotten workshop. It was a fine workshop, big enough to take one car comfortably and leave plenty of room around the sides for working. It had a telephone so that customers could arrange to bring their cars in for repair. The caravan was our house and our home. It was a real old gypsy wagon with big wheels and fine patterns painted all over it in yellow and red and blue. My father said it was at least 150 years old. Many gypsy children, he said, had been born in it and had grown up with its wooden wall. With the house to pull it, the old caravan must have wandered for thousands of miles along the roads and lanes of England. But now its wanderings were over, and because the wooden spokes in the wheels were in big name to work, my father had propped it underneath with bricks. There was only one room in the caravan. It wasn't much bigger than a fair-sized modern bathroom. It was a narrow room, the shape of a caravan itself, and against the back wall were two bunk beds, one above the other. The top was of my father's, the bottom one mine. Although we had electric lights in the workshop, we were not allowed to have them in the caravan. The electricity people said it was unsafe to put wires into something as old and rickety as that. So we got our heat and light in much the same way as the gypsies had done years ago. 
There were a wood burning stove with a chimney that went up through the roof and kept us warm in the winter. There was a paraffin burner on which to boil a kettle or cocoa stew, and there was a paraffin lamp hanging from the ceiling. When I needed a bath, my father would heat a kettle of water and pour it into the basin. Then he would strike me naked and scrub me all over, standing up. This, I think, got me just as clean as if I was washed in a bath probably cleaner because I didn't finish up sitting in my own dirty water. For furniture, we had two chairs and a small table, and those apart from a tiny chest of drawers were all home comforts we possessed. They were all we needed. The lavatory was a funny little wooden hut standing in the field somewhere behind Caravan. It was fine in summertime, but I can tell you that sitting out there on a snowy day in winter was like sitting in a fridge. Immediately behind the caravan was an old apple tree. It bore lovely apples that ripened in the middle of September and you can go out picking them for next four or five weeks. Some of the boughs of the tree hung right over the caravan and when the wind blew the apples down in the night, they often landed on our roof. We could hear them going thump, thump, thump above my head and as I lay in my bunk, but those noises never frightened me because I knew exactly what was making them. I really loved living in that gypsy caravan. I loved it especially in the evenings when I tucked it in my bunk and my father was telling me stories. The paraffin lamp was turned low and I could see lumps of wood glowing red hot in the old stove and wonderful it was to be lying there and sung and warm in my bunk in that glittering room. Most wonderful of all was the feeling that when I went to sleep, my father would still be there, very close to me, sitting in his chair by fire or lying in the bunk above me. So guys, this was all about chapter number one. It was a really emotional chapter. And uh, as you saw, a mother is not there since he was four months old. He is lived by his daddy and his daddy loves him so much. They live in a small house with like in a caravan and he owns it his father owns a workshop and a fire engine so i hope you like this chapter i'll be keep reading like this until the last chapter uh, one uh, one day after a day so i hope you're liking it click on the follow button stay tuned for more such episodes i'll see you in the next one tomorrow still then take care and bye bye